Hi everyone, it's Maria and welcome to the Breaking Up With Toxicity podcast. Thank you for being with me today. Each week I will connect with people as they share relatable life experiences. We will talk about and at times challenge reoccurring unhealthy and toxic patterns that keep you from the changes you want to see as you break these unhealthy cycles. So let's get started and see where the show will take us today. Be sure to listen and don't forget to follow so that you never miss an episode. <laughs> Whenever I hear the word tradition, and it, I always always it used to amaze me and be like, what is tradition? So it's art, it's music, it's dance, it's history, it's food, it's clothing, right? What else is it? Literature, possibly, right? Yeah. What else yeah. is tradition? Hmm. Food, right? I don't know. Did you mention food? Yes, yeah, mention food. food. Right. So food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. food because that's important. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it alarms me that when you hear of, I don't know if I want to use the word suppress, but, you know, the way women were treated and then the way sons in the family were treated. Uh, how's that a traditional culture? People have used tradition sometimes or at times. We're going to call it what it is. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear it, but it was abuse, period. End of story. That's it. But we somehow incorporate, well, it's our tradition. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Our tradition was not to abuse people. Yeah. How's that tradition? How do you then, how do you layer in culture, right? Like, like other than tradition, I, I'm thinking of like. Or even culture. That might be more appropriate to put it under. They consider it's, it's part of our culture. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I feel like you, you then see that layered in under, yeah, under culture. Culture, exactly. yeah. I'm thinking of, I'll give you like the example of we walk into uh whether it's a funeral or a wedding, right? Right. How how do you walk into a funeral or a wedding? You don't, you know, even today, maybe, maybe not. The oldest first, and then who's married goes after that, and the yeah. women go after the men. So with the men, oldest to youngest, and sometimes, depending on the family you're with, it's going to be based on, you know, maybe the town that you're from or, you know, the, you know, uh, it, it might be based on that, and then <laughs> No, married, single men, right? Then mm -hmm. married, single women and, and you know, age order and such. Exactly, you yeah, really, right. You don't really see like a husband and wife even walking into an event holding hands. You, you don't, the, the husband will walk in first and the wife is behind him. Like there, it, it doesn't even, it's not conducive to it, you know? Right, right. It's, it's just really interesting. You see stuff like that. And I, I may have, I, I think I shared this with you all, but I'll, I'll go ahead and repeat it. I think, you know, it was wild for me that with my first job, my boss was the first man that held the door open for me so that I could enter a restaurant first. Mm -hmm. And I, I went initially to actually hold the door open for everyone that was coming in. And he was like, no, because I was the only woman at this dinner. He said, no, Diana, you go in first. And I, I was hesitant. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. You go. And then he was like, no, you go. And then I realized, oh my God, it's ladies first. Right. 
Mm-hmm. I never had experienced that. Right. When I was mortified. I was like, oh my God. Because in our culture, it's ladies last. Yes. <laughs> Diana, if it helps you, it's only in the last few years that actually it's become the norm for me when I'm going somewhere and someone opens the door, like say if it's a man and I'll go in instead of doing the reverse. So I get it. Sometimes we catch ourselves and like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? Yeah. And then I, and then I had to learn, I'm trying to think of who it was. I, I had to learn from, from one of my junior level team members on how to enter a revolving door. I was like, why did I never know that a woman doesn't enter a revolving door first? It's a guy that's supposed to enter first so they could push the door and then the woman <laughs> after. I was you know, with the muscles, I'm like pushing that door for everybody. Like, all right, let's go, crew. <laughs> like, oh my things that you 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 take I don't know, like I I I just I I look at it as I don't know, a cultural piece, but you know, today my husband, my husband opens the door for me. I walk in, but it was something for the two of us to actually see, you know, right. you know, I, I, I would always look to him for, you know, selecting the wine or, you know, responding mm-hmm. about ordering. And now it's different, right? Cause we're, we're progressing. Our mindset is shifting as well. And I think our engagement with, you know, other cultures, our peers, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all helping shift that around. And, I just, I, I, I just think back to like, what are some of the other things sometimes that I got stuck because, because of like maybe a, something from, from co- like our culture or some tradition that we have that I, you know, would just get tripped up on, you know? <laughs> I know. I know. It, it, it's crazy. Like we all said, it, it, we've came a long way and things are changing and turning around and, for the better, right? I feel, yes. And I think the more that people do become or keep on trying to become their authentic self and not worry about others and just find a healthy balance. And that's different for everyone. Because, Diana, what you were talking about that with, you know, men, women about opening the door. I was thinking about sometimes in therapy when I'm working, it mostly happens with couples, where maybe I'll have someone who is very traditional, right? Where the man is the, the dominated figure or person in the relationship. And they come to therapy for something. Mm-hmm. And then I asked them, I said, do you have kids? I'm like, yeah. Do you have a daughter? Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. If you found or heard your daughter's husband or boyfriend do or speak to her the way that you do with your wife would you be okay nine out of ten times whether it's the husband or wife the first response no way no way they would not be allowed to speak to either you know, even their son if it was their son no mm-hmm. way i wouldn't allow that i said then why do you do it to each other right like make makes sense makes why? sense who has a nobody has the right to deprive anyone of any sort of dignity and happiness. That's Agreed. pretty powerful. No. Yeah. Wow. People can keep whatever they want of their cultures as long as they are both good with it. That's their business. 
Right. Some things are well, healthy. Some people enjoy some of the things, which is wonderful. But when you cross that line over, Diana, I don't know if I'm going off um, the wrong direction here with it, but there are some things that are just not acceptable within our culture. It has been and it is still normalized to disrespect women. And something that's not talked about with is men who go through this. Well, yeah, because I, I would assume most of them would be too embarrassed. Yeah. Right. And go through a lot also. Yeah. Right. They have very abusive wives. Yeah. Right. Think about like some of the emotional. But they would never come out with that, right? Yeah. Like they would never. Well, I have to say that the Albanians that I work with, whether mm -hmm. they're, it's the husband who's enduring this or their wife, I pl not just them, but anyone who's in therapy, I applaud them. And I don't say that because that's what I do. I say it because that takes such commitment to actually want to better your life. You decide what you want to do with it. I'm never going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Right. I'm going to teach you what it's all about. Why? How? And make recommendations of ways that you can better your life. But I'm, I'm not going to decide that for you. We evolve by breaking unhealthy cycles. And overall, we have so many unhealthy cycles that we normalize. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, our, you know, our kids, my kids, at least I'll say, are are so, so swift with the uptake, right? Like they, they will point things out to me mm -hmm. when I'm doing something and, and it's just ingrained in who I am. They will point it out. That's so true. And they catch me and I, and I get, I really do get caught off guard. And sometimes, mm -hmm. oh, I give the nastiest response and not because I want to hurt them. No. But it's just, it happens. And then I sit back and I realize, I realize exactly, you know, what I did. And, mm -hmm. and I hate to admit it, but I go back and I, and I, and I go back to the kids and I explain, you know, like, listen, again, not an excuse, but. This is something I have to learn and I have to work on, you know, and stop doing. Um, and I'll, and I'll apologize, but at the same time, you know, they, I mean, they're, <laughs> I feel like just in general, I feel like, like kids these days are, are like highly sensitive. Right. So at first my initial reaction, <laughs> oh, come on, you know, like you need to get some thicker skin or, you know, and then, yeah. I, you know what? Like it, you know, walking into their room and, and, you know, seeing something messy in their drawers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need two hours for the, for, for that one. The <laughs> I know, right? So, so I think like the stuff my mom would do, like growing up, she would, if she saw our drawer was messy, she would take everything out and not just take it out <laughs> nicely and say, oh, Diana, why don't you fold this? It would be like, a tornado hit the room. Like it was like 30 times worse or a thousand times worse than the oh, way yeah. that it is. You know, like she would rip through everything and just say no, you know, and everything would be on the ground and we would have to start folding all over again and stacking nice and neatly. And you think that I, I did at some point in my, my life work for the gap, but uh, you would have thought I would have worked for the gap at that point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> 
goals that I had. <laughs> I had like specific ways to fold and stack shirts and stack pants and the way we folded socks. I mean, Marie Kondo, we would put her to shame for sure because yeah. had yeah. the Albanian style of folding. And, and, you know, like I took those same principles and, and implemented them with my kids. Mm-hmm. And then I was told, no, that's, that's their space. And I was like, what do you mean that's their space? We pay for this house. Like <laughs> in that room. what a typical <laughs> parent response. We pay for like, this house. You live under our roof. It's our way. Yeah, Follow my rules. Uh-huh. And then I'm told, no, it's, you know, their, their, their space. It's their safe space. It's, it's their, their, you know, their, it's for them to do what they, they want with. And I'm like, no, come on. That nobody thinks that really. And they're like, no, everybody should be working towards that. I've had a couple of hiccups. I walk in the room and I like, <laughs> I break out into a cold sweat. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to pick up a couple things here. You'll never be ready for marriage. <laughs> I'm like, That's okay, your perfection. God, God help that man that marries you. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, that's several things. We have perfectionism. We have OCD tendencies. I'm not going to say OCD because that's a different um, diagnosis in itself, but tendencies one can have, right? Or it's part of anxiety. Someone has anxiety when they just get up and start to clean and just start organizing. That's also a response, a self-soothing response for them. It actually calms them down. So it can be any of those three things going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When that happens. I wish my daughter needed to have some, you know, a, a way to calm herself. Down. <laughs> <laughs> I love the room conversation with parents because most, most of the time they do not like my recommendation to them. If you have, you, you have to pick and choose your battles, right? The famous pick and choose your battles. Mm -hmm. You really want to pick a battle with a a, a room. Now I'm not talking about food. That's a whole nother food. We don't want no little visitors. Yeah. Get it. But when it comes to clothing, sit down with your kids, you have to sit down with them and talk with them of when the room is going to be cleaned. Does it entail that they also have to do their own laundry, whatever it may be. Let your kid pick the day of the week that they're going to do this. And then you start it. There's an implement, 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 excuse me, implement date. You start, but you also have to have accountability. Now, when I say that word, I'll have parents. Well, I don't want to punish my kid. I don't see, I don't understand how you see it as a punishment. You're teaching your child to be accountable, to be respectful with themselves first and then with you because they're following through. You're also teaching them that they are capable of doing this and independence. So when they do this often and not just with their room, but other things by early adulthood, they're pretty grounded kids. They don't doubt if they're doing it right. They don't stress when it's not done. There's so many benefits of it, but we are so quick to look at the negatives, the negative impacts. Well, how about we flip the switch sometimes? What if we look at the positive impact it can have instead? Why go negative? That's easy. Yeah, I don't know. It is still a challenge. 
I I close that. That's I, your I, challenge. Same here. I agree I with you, Diana. Same. That's here. your challenge. Oh, I've been practicing closing that door. <laughs> close the door. Walk away. Eventually, there are kids that turn to the complete opposite and they are so neat and then there are the kids they don't care about their room it's not important that that will be with them maybe in their 20s maybe they'll change maybe in their 30s i don't know yeah. or it might not change because i have friends that uh are in their 50s and they've never changed because so. it's not important to them it's their room. They can do whatever they want with it. And if they have clothes and piles all over the place, so what? Yeah, it's interesting because I think it also prepares. It, it'll prepare them. It'll prepare them for college as well. And like what, what their roommates may, may look like or be like, I should say, not look like, but be like um, as far as cleanability and like organization I, and I, maybe we'll change diana that's when the switch will go on and, and you know what i'm gonna to take tell care you everything. yes i'm gonna tell you right now um my oldest uh went to college and she was so messy when she lived with me she's away <laughs> and i cannot believe the transformation that this kid did it, it's almost like mind-boggling i'm like wait are you the same child that was living in my house? Like, I just don't get it. Sure enough, she is um, organized, clean, does her own laundry, cleans up the room. I'm like, I used to go crazy for you to do this. And now I'm not even there telling you to do it and you're doing it. So you know why? Why? I don't know if you were this parent or not, but the parents that are on their kids' back with their rooms, it's guilty. It's <laughs> <laughs> nagging it's like a constant did you clean your room and then five minutes later did you clean your room and then two minutes later did you clean your room the kids resist yeah. and when they're off to school they don't hear that there's nobody saying that to them anymore they're so relaxed they're not anxious they're not stressed over it nothing and they just do it right i don't know my kids clean for the my kids will organize their room before the cleaning lady arrives, but they won't do that for me. <laughs> I'm like, I want her to come every day. That's it. I know. I say the same thing. Like, Guys, there better be nothing on the floor. You understand? Because they need to mop. And <laughs> so they put everything away then. But yeah. yeah I know. Well, that's part of unhealthy. I'm talking with people about unhealthy behaviors how we approach things, even room cleaning. How do we present it? How do we say it to our kids? I should say, we have a lot of unhealthy stuff. And God for therapy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to also start to discuss waking up on time. That, that'll be oh, I love that one too. And with the waking up at, this is only at a certain age. I'm not talking about kindergarten, but middle school to start and definitely in high school. Mm -hmm. And why I make these recommendations is because, like I had said earlier, I have kids that have, have been with me since middle school and they've graduated college and some in college and some, and I see the the patterns, right? I see the, the similarities of the kids that started to make these changes earlier, usually in middle school it starts, versus the kids that either started a, a lot later or haven't done it at all. 
it's not a disadvantage to them. Let them own their responsibility. But parents are so afraid. And then parents get stressed. Well, I'm going to miss work or I'm going to be late. No, you're not. If you want to choose to be late or miss work, that falls on you. Don't blame your kid. You're teaching your kid how to be responsible. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior in high school, and you're still waking them up and getting stressed over it. And then you start yelling at them or taking out of them, getting angry at them, whatever it is. And then you do take them to school. You are, you, what are you doing? Yeah. What's unfortunate is what it creates. It adds on for those kids that parents don't recognize. And most of the time, it's all good intention with the parents. They want to do the best and sometimes they overdo it. But when your kids go off to school, what do you hear parents say? I can't believe Lena just said it herself. She cleans, they get to class on time, they cook, they shop. I'm like, yeah, I know. Actually, I, I, I've said stuff like that to my children. I'm like, do you know what I did at your age? <laughs> <laughs> listen they're not serving coffee to anybody when listen, they come over I know. okay this is you know oh, this no. is the back in the day albanian i'm like at your age i cooked i cleaned i did laundry like what is wrong with you you know that was at 13 and 14 we we knew how to make dinner oh 100%. for a whole family yeah i know 100 percent. but today and, oh they're so and busy. they don't know how they're to boil so... water <laughs> they're so bad uh, you know, I had to have a conversation with my oldest because I I used to I used to use that line so much. This is what I did. And, you know, I was oh, engaged gosh. at 17 and I was married at 18. I did not realize that she began to think that was my expectation of her. And I was like, hold mm -hmm. on a second. Like we had to sit down and and she was like, you know. I don't, I don't want to get married. I was like, who said married? Oh my God. Like, I want you to go to college. I want to get your graduate. Right. I yeah. actually would prefer you don't date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but honestly, I actually, I, and I, and all joking aside is I actually wanted her to date in high school. I did want her to date in high school. I, I wanted her to have, I wanted her to have her first kiss in high school. I wanted her to go to college and, and be a free spirit. And this kid goes to college and I love her to death. She has a, she has, you know, somebody in her life and, and it's the same somebody since like, you know, freshman year. And my mother's like, that's a good girl. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> I, wanted her, I wanted her to do everything she wanted to do in, in, in college. And she's like, no, Diana, this is good. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so they, they break our cycles. Yeah. Kids, kids absolutely challenge us oh, continuously. Yeah we got to experience growing up, even if they were difficult and unfair, they overall, they were wonderful experiences for us because morally, ethically, yeah. uh -huh. values, we have yeah. very, those are very strong for us. And we were able to teach some of that to our children. Yeah. What our children are teaching us is about being authentic, being your individual mm -hmm. person, respecting it and not criticizing and breaking all this unhealthy that continues to go on. It's so true because I met my husband when I was 20 and I had to sneak around with yeah. my husband. 
So he was Albanian. And, you know, growing up, that was the thing that, you know, they really like put in your head 100%. Like, you're only marrying an Albanian and that's all there is to it. There's no other options. Otherwise, you're leaving my house type of thing. And fortunately, I ended up with an Albanian. Um, there were not many but, choices back then, Lena, by the way. Uh, well, but I couldn't believe that when my dad found out that I was seeing him, he literally sat me down and asked me, if I say the truth, he's going to probably smack me. If I lie and he finds out, he's smack me. <laughs> this is a lose-lose situation. What do I do? And so I couldn't deny it because somebody saw me get into his car when he drove me home. So I said yes, and his exact words were, if I ever hear mm -hmm. that you went into this man's car again, don't come back home. <laughs> he didn't know anything about him, but there was no explaining it. There was no, like, I can't even tell you. It was so difficult for me. And then now I have three daughters and trying to explain that to them or the, when they're two in high school now, right? One is in college. And so What's the age though that we can date? I'm like, what do you mean you can't? <laughs> they're like, so they're like, wait, so mom, how how are we supposed to meet a guy and like get married? You're not. That's later when you graduate college, <laughs> you know. And it's so and it's unfair. And they're like, wait, we don't understand. Especially my oldest daughter. She's like, mom, I'm 18 years old. Like, if I have a boyfriend, that's pretty normal. Like, that's not. And she's 100% correct. Yeah. Like, there's absolutely no reason why an 18-year-old at this day and age shouldn't be allowed to date. No, there isn't. There isn't. There isn't. But that's the unhealthy. That's why I've mentioned a few times throughout here. But th when, I, when I mention that, it's just to bring awareness to everybody. These are things that we have to continue to work on to undo to be healthier because what you're doing is like all of us have done it and still do it and we learn and we change it right is right. we're projecting all that unhealthy it's continuing we that's not what we want right right and that's what needs to be changed thank you ladies for joining i look forward to the next episode and see where that takes us thank you for having us thank you maria thank you for being part of the show today in this episode, Diana and Lena delve into the intricate dynamics where traditional gender roles were the norm, they reflected on their journeys, and shared moments when they realized that these roles didn't define them and that there was more to their identities than society had prescribed. Finding one's authentic self doesn't come without its challenges, and Diana and Lena discussed how they navigate through a world where unhealthy behaviors and expectations still persist. They shared the complexities of striving to create a nurturing and open environment for their children while confronting the expectations that still exist both within and outside their families. One of the most powerful aspects of this conversation is their willingness to begin and talk about the taboo subject of abuse.